the, the Gentleman's Club Podcast. The place where we come to talk about the best IDP, Dynasty, Keeper, Fantasy Football League to ever exist on the face of the planet. Now, time for the show. And here we go, here we go. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go. Let's go. 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 All right, gentlemen, we are back. Better than ever. Gentlemen's Club Podcast, the place where you come to listen to and about the best fantasy football keeper IDP dynasty league that has ever existed on the face of the planet. We are so excited for episode two of season three. Uh, Like Clark, we had said before, we are kind of shifting this to do more of like an interview style to help us get to know both people from the past GC and people that are in the present GC, just to kind of build the camaraderie a little bit uh, yeah. around the gentlemen's club. So we're really excited for our guest that's going to be coming on today. But Clark, before we jump into that, are there any things that we need to let the gentlemen's club know about or anything that's coming up? Or are we good? Do we want to just jump into uh, what we got for the week? Yeah, I think the big thing is, um, uh, I think it looks like guys have kind of figured out the waiver wire thing when it comes to their taxi squads. So that was the one thing I was kind of like interested to see if guys were figuring out like, Hey, cause you own that team, you can trade, um, with it to get your rookies. Just remember, I think, um, you don't have to trade an actual player off your team to get them. So if you do case in point, like Chris, when you brought Brees Hall on, you put Michael Brockers on, like you can just drop him like that. Yes. Just, so literally what um, I'm doing right now, I already did it for you. So great. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, so just some of that stuff, but that was kind of the biggest thing. Seems like guys are understanding there were I, this week. I saw a bunch of rookies starting to shift over yep. to main squads. Saw Pablo bring his fleet of running backs that he drafted and finally got his linebacker and maybe he'll turn the ship around. Cause he got a win, but um, that was the biggest thing in terms of shop and whatnot. And so, um, but no, I'm excited for this episode. I think, yeah, I think it's been really cool one. watching people start to use the practice. Like, I think we knew it was coming cause there were enough like high picks that were kind of sitting there just waiting. And I think everybody was like, let's see how our season goes before we bring these players over. Like, I'll be honest, yeah. I was doing that. And now that I'm four and two, I was like, okay, Brees Hall can come onto my team now because yeah, I'm trying to decide like, to bring Damian Pierce over. Like, right what's the plan there so yep all of those it's just been it's added a really interesting dynamic to i think the league actually having that team physically um in front of us all the time like every time i log into the espn app it's like right there here's your taxi squad do you want to do anything you know just been really fun so i'm hoping to talk to ryan from espn in the off season and about um i want to I want to figure out how I can make a schedule or like, we'll fix it. I want to get them out of the picture when it comes to standings and some of that stuff. That might just be putting them in their own division and it's just not worrying about it. Some of that we'll clean it up as it goes, but I've just, I've been really, really excited to see like it, it working, like not having to, I don't have to feel like I have to monitor like who's been signed. It's nice to go onto waivers and be like, if he's there, he's free. And so as much as I loved Taylor Akterhoff constantly saying, Hey, this person picked yeah. up some, somebody from so and so's team. It's like it's kind of nice not to have to worry about that. Yeah, hundred percent. Like people so, snaking other people's players. So yeah, yeah. So that's good. good. It's been well, really good. Clark, I don't know about you, but I am excited for our guest today. 
Um, some of you know him. Some of you have heard about him. Some of you have experienced the legend that is the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Molinex. He is here with us. Uh, Mark, why don't you say hi to the lovely people of the Gentleman's Club? What's up, GC? Happy to be here. Mark Molinex, you gave us uh, one heck of a season in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> and Team West Coast Love is back in the building. Uh, the virtual building that is the Zoom room. Uh, and we are just excited to catch up with you. I think some people are really excited to hear what you've been up to um, and what your experience was like in the Gentleman's Club. But we thought to kind of pay homage to uh, Mark Mullinex and the 2016 season, Clark went back, scoured, I don't know if it was the ESPN app or your own things that you had with stats and stuff on there. Sure. But we have kind of a blast from the past if you will hop onto the time machine so we can all go back to the gentleman's club circa 2016 which i believe was year three of yes. the gentleman's club if i remember right yep yep so third year um and it was it was really fun so obviously the espn app which i think is a really cool thing that it does um it logs like history mm -hmm. um and so basically everything besides um true player rankings you can find from past seasons like all the way back to our original season um and so it was pretty easy to hop on real quick and go back and see like what we did in year three 2016 um which was the year uh mr mark you joined us i'm pretty sure mark did i just we have someone drop and i reached out and was like hey would you do this for us or what do you have any recollection of that conversation of why you joined the GC? Yeah, I think it was, I think it was a couple weeks before someone, like you said, someone dropped. Yeah. You just needed a, yeah. another body. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'm into fantasy. I'll, I'll check it out. And I just had so much fun. When you said, yeah, sure. I'll check it out. I should have known right then and there. <laughs> oh, this is, this might not last long. Um, I just love the, I just love imagining like, Mark, how many times in your life have you said, yeah, sure. I'll check it out. <laughs> like, I feel like you did that with our D and D group back in the day too. And then you stuck around for a really long time. Yeah. You know, I'm the kind of person that I guess I don't need a whole lot of talking into it sometimes. <laughs> like, especially when it's just like. Oh, he freeze. All right, I'm in. Why not? Oh, man. Yeah. I, we only caught like part of that because you broke out. You broke up there a little bit. So you're the type of person, I think what you said was, I'm the type of person that doesn't need much talking into doing things in order to check it out. Right? Is that what you said? Sorry, you guys froze up a little bit. Oh, <laughs> this is, yeah, perfect. No, we, I said, I think what you said was, uh, you're the per type of person that doesn't need much talking into to check something out basically yeah right that's, yeah yeah especially when it comes to my friends yeah love it love Straight it up more next. <laughs> so, um, which one we love you buddy and so it was it was fun to kind of go back and look so 2016 that was a year um joe williams i think that was his uh first and or maybe his last one that he had championship um i lost to him in the championship game 291 to 285 so pretty close game I think he won the first year, you won the second year, right? Yep. And then he won the third year again. He won the third year, yep. Um, and so, yeah, it was cool. I mean, guys in the league, you had the Carter that year, 
Um, the Carter Conference was I went eleven and two. Jeremy White, so his team was huge ass construction. Um, was eight and five. Pablo Siscomani, that was actually his, um, not his first year, but he was like kind of in the league before he left for a year. So that was kind of his last kind of hoorah for us for a minute. Mm-hmm. Went eight and five. Kiza Kovleski was an expansion team um, and went seven and six. Chris, you were six and seven. And then Taylor Achterhoff, who was his second year in the league at that point, went four and nine. And then, yeah, in the Timberlake, which is where Molinex, you played in the Timberlake. You had Joe at nine and four. Jordan Hall, who was the, the loathsome offensive brute, T-Lob, seven and six. That was This was his last season that he played with us. Bradley Van Camp, six and seven. Bubba, five and eight. Tyler Broad, that was his expansion year, um, was four and nine. And then Molinex finished three and ten. Um, team West Coast love. Team West Coast love. So kind of fun to look back and see there's, you know, three guys who are no longer in the league. That was kind of some of their last years. Jeremy would play for like another season or two. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been like Taylor Kovleski at seven and six as an expansion team. Um, sadly, one of his best seasons he's ever had. Uh, like just some of that stuff of, you know, see Eckerhoff winning the championship last year. It was four and nine at one point. Like, so he's come a long ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty cool. Um, Joe Williams at 0-6 this season to know at one point, like, dude is a machine. So yep. um, just just kind of looking through some of the better players that year, throwback-wise, was like Drew Brees, Andrew Luck, rest in peace, uh, David Johnson. That was his, like, coming out. Like he's, I think you signed him from waivers, right? If I remember so I signed him from waivers the year before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, won a championship right. with him, and then he had a full season of being incredible. Because, yeah, because it was like David Johnson and Chris Johnson were kind of the duos there in in mm-hmm. Arizona that year. And then Chris yep. Johnson was done. Yeah. So David Johnson just, just took David. off. Yeah. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell was incredible that year. LaShawn yeah. McCoy was incredible that year. And then DeMarco Murray was incredible that year. Which I even forgot that he was a thing. Like, just yep. wild how quickly things change in six years. Yep. OBJ, probably one of his best seasons ever was that season. Him and Julio Jones were kind of like the two – Top end receivers. Luke Keekley was still around, averaging like 12 points a game as a linebacker. Rest in peace. Yeah. So really cool just to look back and see like guys were like who was just kind of killing it. And to know like on that list I just read, like OBJ is still around. But like I'm waiting. I'm waiting for him to yeah. be signed. But just to know like what are we talking five years later-ish and like all those how quickly the league can turn. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that I've realized through this doing the GC is I'm like, there are hardly any players that are still around that we started the league with mm-hmm. like very few, yeah. very so, few. Mark, we're going in, this is year nine for us. And we're going to be in like next season is 10th year of the, the GC. So it's like, there's a lot of history kind of like tied into it. So neither of which awesome. neither of us thought that, that it would last this long. No. no, genuinely, that is so cool. It's yeah, like yeah. genuinely, I even think back to like asking you, Mark, was like not like a oh crap, I gotta, I'm asking Mark. It was like a genuine, like, oh, this is what I was afraid of. Like, I'm gonna start him to like every year fill this thing and kind of like eke this thing along to where it's like, I mean, it's, it's stabilized pretty hard in the last couple of years where it's like kind of rolling and it really hasn't been this tumultuous like thing. You know what I mean? Like we're like every year there's four guys dropping out. And so um, it's been kind of cool. So yeah. um, 
I think one cool thing that you listed, Clark, and then um, about the 2016 season was this was the first season that we had 12 teams yep. as well, which was really yep. cool to think about. Yep. And so I, th- I think to a, a people's credit, it's like that really changed the game of like um, it spread the wealth out quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Like, but you look at like Tyler Broad's team was kind of a wreck as an expansion team to where he's like a powerhouse now, but it started in those early years of him drafting and blah, blah, blah. Um, I think the last thing I'd like to share on that is just kind of, you had um, Joe Williams had three, 300 point games that year, um, which I think is close to a record um, including 324, which I'm not sure if that's been touched or like, that's a pretty high, it's a pretty aggressive score. I think Taylor Achterhoff may have either gotten close or beat it. It's still yep. super high. Still, yeah. still pretty aggressive. Uh, Joe Pedersen brought up earlier this week about his low score. Tyler Broad that year in week eight scored 137 points. It's one of the lowest of all time. Um, so, you know, it's just weird to like look to look back at some of those scores and be like, if you were scoring 250, your team was like legit unbeatable but most guys were averaging like 200 points like even like you know molinex at three and ten and some of these guys at four and nine like they were still scoring two to 225 yeah was this before Mm -hmm. we added the added a few more spots this season no this was pretty close um the the thing the only thing i think that's truly shifted in the gc scoring wise is we did become closer to a ppr like a true standard ppr league yep um and that might have changed right after this year that helped kind of boost yep. scores a little bit. Receivers became a little more like everyone averages 14, 15 points a game. Yep. Like it, it kind of evened things out that way. Yep. Um, Looking at the scores, these, these, our teams are really, really the, the, the powerhouses had running backs. Yeah. We were true like that. That was kind of our, you had a high scoring quarterback and you had two legit running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everything else, you were lucky if you had a stud receiver. Yep. Um, and so it's like, yeah. Um, week nine of that year, I beat Tyler Broad 251 to 151, like a true 100 point victory. I don't know. It was kind of fun. Um, the Vulture got a dub back then against Chris. We can go on from that. Yeah. Um, still, still beating him. Still five and three against him. <laughs> Uh, the vulture being Bubba Mark. Um, the only other thing I would say <laughs> is uh, that year there was eight guys who had record, like all time record seasons. Yeah. Um, the coolest one probably was Bobby Wagner was the linebacker for Seattle at the time. Um, scored two hundred and two points, which is the best linebacker season of all time. Which is freaking insane! How many points he averaged in our yeah. league that season to do that? Yeah. Pretty incredible. So he was incredible. David Johnson had 559 points, was the best season of all time from running back until McCaffrey. Yep. Um, and then Drew Brees was the, had the third best season of all time, 988 points total. So like kind of cool just to look back and be like, wow, there was actually like, I think to your point, Chris, you were seeing the GC kind of like turn in terms mm-hmm. of guys were figuring out. There was like yep. the scoring was, was leveling itself out. And so, yep. um, yeah, it was good. It was fun to kind of flash back to the past and kind of look back at how things shook out. So good it's, been, it's been wild, Mark. It's been a it's been a crazy six years since you were a part of it. 
It's so cool. <laughs> I just, I remember being blown away by how many points you could score. And, it, mm -hmm. and just thinking, this is just so like typical Clark fashion, just high scoring <laughs> games, just, just going nuts. I loved it. It was so much fun. I don't know, man. Fantasy. I'm in a, I'm in a couple leagues this year, fantasy football wise. And it's like, you barely touch a hundred. I'm like, this isn't fun. Like yeah. my guy gets two points. I'm like, no, yeah. like they should, they, if they're killing it, let's kill it. Like, you know what I mean? So nothing, nothing lives up to the GC, yeah. man. Nothing. It's very so, true. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It's good. Uh, so Mark, we want to get to know you a little bit. Cause for cool. some of the, for some of the people in the league, like I said, they kind of know you or maybe they know about you or maybe they've heard legends about you, but we want to spend some time getting to know you. So where are you, where are you from? What are you up to these days? Kind of give us like the, you know, one minute kind of intro to who Mark is, what you're up to, where you're currently at, that sort of stuff. Yeah, so um, I'm in Spokane, Washington, on the West Coast, um, and I uh, I just got me two years ago. We just celebrated our second anniversary. Nice, and, congratulations! Uh, thank you. Um, my wife's name is Mackenzie, and uh, we had our first kid, Mason, uh, almost five months ago, and that's just cool. been awesome. Being a dad is seriously like one of the best things I've ever done. It's so much fun. Um, yeah. I'm in uh, sales for my parents' regular company here in town. Um, yeah. I'm uh, here. I just got um, a place on the uh, board of elders at my church, and that's been crazy. It's been an honor um, just being a part of the leadership there. And Yeah, that's kind of me right now in my cool. where I'm at. That's really it's, cool. It's so cool, like catching up with people that like we knew really well, like in college and just like seeing where we've all come to and how like in some ways we're all still like that, like we were in college. And yet we've all grown up in some ways, too. Like, yeah, so cool. Super cool. You uh, so, Mark, you're on the West Coast. Have you always lived kind of Spokane, that area like Washington? Is that kind of been home? Yeah, I was, uh, I was born and raised out here. Um, and then obviously went back to, uh, Grand Rapids for five years, four years at college. And then an internship at a, uh, at a church out there, Grace Bible Fellowship, where Andrew was the uh, youth pastor and a uh, great five years, um, really missed the West coast. Um, so I moved back out and now that I'm married to my best friend, I'm <laughs> really glad I moved back out. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. So you met your wife out in Spokane then, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, so we've known each other at least 20 years now. We grew up in the same oh, church okay. together. Okay. So we, okay. Which is just, it's so cool. You know, we've had that friendship built for a couple decades. And then, was it, was uh, it know, one she, of those things that like, yeah, if we would have dated in high school, we would have hated each other sort of thing. But that because we really started taking this seriously later in life, it ended up working out for us. Was it like that sort of situation or what, what was that like for you guys? Yeah. So I knew, I knew that if we would have dated in high school, she would have kicked me. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> totally honest. If um, college Mark was anything like high school Mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, 
so yeah it was i mean it was totally a god thing that um we reconnected when we did i think we both went through um relationships we needed to go through to figure out what we really wanted and you know in a partner and um went through those and then we reconnect she reconnected with me um on august 15th of 2019 actually to remember all the dates and we went out went out for dinner and then it just kind of grew from there and then we were dating engaged married you know two years three years later a kid and it's just been kind of a whirlwind kind of fast but you know i think that having that relationship already built for the last 20 years kind of helped move all that forward yeah yeah sure. Well, that's wild. So you guys met right before the entire world shut down then, like six months beforehand, yeah. like really started taking your relationship, like saying, Hey, this is what we want to do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we got, we got married in the middle of COVID. We did a backyard wedding at my parents' house. Um, we were going to do it at this really cool winery and they ended up telling us that uh, we'd still have to pay the same, same amount of money, but we could only have 30 people at <laughs> the wedding no reception but still pay a forty four hundred dollars yeah we'll take our money back and just do a backyard wedding yeah. smart man smart man yeah 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 um Did you feel like oh yeah when you when you like were did you guys like continue to hang out pandemic wise or did it almost feel like you were long distance dating like you know what i mean or was like what was your mentality because i wasn't the west coast pretty like shut down pretty like keep to yourself like what was that like yeah we were we we're pretty shut down um we kept i mean we we lived five minutes from each other oh, okay. um so we'd still go over and hang out with each other um it didn't really turn into a long distance thing um her work shut for a few months um and then i since i'm in basically in the construction industry we were considered um, emergency services so I was able to keep working cool. we could still be out and about um, so yeah kind of business as usual still hang, hanging out going and seeing each other so I think that was that was good it would have been doable but hard to do you know the long distance not being able to go see each other sure cool yeah so Mark I'm I mean we met we met in college um at grace bible college now grace christian university some people in the league are familiar with that school some of them went there but not everybody got to go to school with mark mullinex so <laughs> tell us a little bit about like if you could if you could use like one word or maybe a sentence to describe college life mark mullinex how would you describe college life mark mullinex immature hundred <laughs> percent I mean I had I had so much to do and I mean honestly I don't think I really did much growing until senior year um, yeah but I mean I think that came from just the people I had surrounded myself with you know you you guys and all a lot of the other guys uh, just being around people that wanted to watch me grow and help me grow is yeah. and start taking my faith seriously you know yeah. was was big for me yeah 
we were living you were living in Grand Rapids more often than not. So I don't I think I think the jet lag kind of like wore off quicker and didn't seem to hold you back as much. What was that? Sorry, you guys cut out a little bit. I said you were living more in Grand Rapids than you were the West Coast, so the jet lag wasn't really like affecting you as much, you would say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. what uh what do you what are some of your favorite memories from from college? Like when you like so you came as a f- like 18 year old freshman, correct? What were you looking to study? Like what was kind of like you know, those early early days for you? Yeah, um, when I came in, I mean, I knew pretty quick that I wanted to study uh, missions, and um, I did that all four years. Um, what? What was the What was the goal of studying missions? Uh, the goal was, I mean, I, I wanted to go overseas um, and work, and that never really, never really panned out. Um, you know, I think a lot, there was a lot happening at home and with my family. Um, so I came home, worked with that, but yeah, the original, original reason I, I went there, um, to study missions, go overseas at some point. I mean, that can still happen. I mean, you never know what the, so yeah, we'll see what happens yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what was, what was some of your like favorite memories from college? Oh, ones man, that you can so share anyways <laughs> i guess it didn't half um, <laughs> um i always i really enjoyed joining the soccer team and uh being involved with that that i mean seriously those three years were so awesome such a great group of guys um and just picking up a sport i'd never played before and just just being awful <laughs> for the first two seasons. Um, but it was still but then so it all clicked fun. to the third you know, season, just, right? You figured it out. <laughs> for some reason, it just clicked out of nowhere. And I had a great third season. <laughs> Dude, the third season, though, um, you scored your I first goal against the Mays. I remember goal. it. I yep, remember it amazing. from the six yard line. It was like the Red yeah. Sea part. You nearly missed so- it. You nearly missed it. <laughs> You were so oh, nervous. Yeah. I, I, I skied that thing hard. It hit the top net. I can't believe I put it back there. Man, uh, if you would have been like half a foot backwards, that thing would have gone a friggin' mile into the sky. I would have sailed moon. Um, <laughs> but I just, I remember just being so jacked and just, I mean, we were done celebrating at that point and we were just handing it to them. I think we won like 16 to nothing that game. And yet, and like, just, I think everybody else was just like, all right, this is over. But when Mullenix scored, man, it was like, we just won the friggin' world series. It was the best. <laughs> oh yeah. That was the greatest feeling. And then of course I'm calling my parents on the bus afterwards. And <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, that was, I, that was so much fun. That was such a great, great memory. One of my favorite memories. Where does Just the where does the uh, ripping the shirt off singing Creed in the chapel for lip sync rank? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I can't believe I didn't bring that one up. That that has to be top a top one. I mean, that was, and I have to give credit where credit is due. I mean, that was that was an Andrew Clark idea for me to do that. 
dude it was it was <laughs> very so greasy, I took that one and then very of greasy you know, mark molinex had the dirty gray white beater on underneath it and i mean it was just it was flawless <laughs> it was incredible it was like honestly you got hosed because the judges didn't enjoy creed and for those wondering basically mark lip synced um is it what, higher i think wasn't it or was it was it higher or was it on the edge yeah uh, um yeah six feet from the edge i can't remember the actual angle but they, yeah that yeah, one that one Either and, way, it involves Scott Stapp. It was, it was great. And Mark is just uncontrollably <laughs> crushing it. I'm pretty sure you had a mullet before mullets were cool you again. Did. Like you, you were did. rocking yep. that. Yes. Mark is just crushing this. And then there's a huge kind of part at the end. He's wearing a wife beater the whole time, by the way. And at the very end, it like you see Mark kind of like touching his chest. And all of a sudden, the song comes back. It was ripping <laughs> in. And Mark's shirt just goes flying open. Because you had put a little cut in there, right? Like you had purposely put a little cut in the middle. And there's like a, yep, there's like a, a little... gasp from the crowd. It's like, oh, he's shirtless. Nope. He's just got another wife beater underneath. <laughs> you're at Grace. You couldn't be yeah. shirtless. Like Could you could, shirtless. you had to, you had to break the system in some way, but you know. Yeah. What, what did that feel like, Mark? What was, what went through your body in those moments? <laughs> Man, I was just like, there was just so much adrenaline going on because <laughs> One, like I had never done anything like that before doing a lip sync. So I was just going off pure adrenaline. I mean, I think I blacked out for like 10 seconds when I ripped the shirt off. <laughs> and next thing I know, it's over. The judges are asking me questions. I being an idiot, I told one of the judges, Oh yeah, you're you know, you're just jealous that I have muscles and your husband doesn't. And then <laughs> Yeah. I think I know who that judge was. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then, yeah, nope. I think was it uh Hanson? Was it uh Gary or trainer Hanson's wife? Oh, maybe it wasn't who I was thinking of then. Um man, gosh, that was Basically, that was wild. But you you didn't win. You you were obviously the best, if not top two or three. Oh, was that and the year it, that Colton and Johnny won because of the Titanic song that they like literally just showed up that day and did? Yeah, so stupid. Yep. So and Charlie, half the judges like knew them as kids, and so I'm still pissed at that. I, I'm great. pissed for you still. I think I took like, I I took seventh on that one. Do you, I was you, just, know what's, you know what's funny about that year? We did "Burning Up" by the Jonas Brothers. Me, David, and Porter. Oh, that's right. We we encored. <laughs> we came out and performed it again, and we didn't win. That's right. Because they the judges. Anyways, I'm I'm still salty. So so okay. All right, another memory. Another memory. You were in an epic lightsaber battle. Yes. There was one year. There was one year. I vividly remember this. It was the weirdest and coolest thing ever, because they had the balls to actually do it and not give a crap about what anybody thought. Uh oh gosh, what was it? Lance and Ben. Literally, only at Grace Christian University could you do this they walked around with lightsabers on their hilt. And one day we all decided to ambush them coming out of the freshman Bible class. And I think if I remember correctly, Mark Mullenix, it was you versus Lance at the end, right? Like you two had survived the entire time. Like Porter threw up was, a second. Was light. Ben and he had his... Yeah. Oh, it was Ben. Yeah. 
but like Porter threw up an extra yep. lightsaber to you and you guys ended up killing each other after like a minute and a half of them just like going absolutely ape crazy on us. Like they, I did not know what we were in for, but I did not expect that. Like they, they had were like, real, they had real Jedi skills. Dude, like, they were, it was insane. Insane. They just like, I thought we were just we were like playing around and they were like, no cutthroat. Like we are literally going to kill all of you. We were in bathrobes. We were, <laughs> we showed up in bathrobes. <laughs> And somebody was blasting Duel of the Fates from the sound system in their car. <laughs> yes, I think those. Somebody still got video cold. of this. We might have to post this in the in the GC chat. Somebody's got it. Somebody has to have had I it. I think Porter. I'll talk to Porter. I think Porter okay. has a video. But I remember that. Like, and I think it was, if I remember right, it was you versus Ben at the end, right? Like, what was what was going through your head in that moment? Because that was just like epic on so many levels. Oh my gosh. I was having so much fun with that. Um, I just thought what like a what a great peak to my senior year. I'm gonna peak. <laughs> this is as good as it gets. Epic lightsaber battle. <laughs> what a great um, peak. And then right right before um I remember right before um we took each other out, I could hear Pablo behind me go, just end it already. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah oh man oh my god that was a wild oh uh, man mark when i say the word fifa uh oh, oh, boy. <laughs> oh so much um just yelling and screaming and uh almost breaking my hand on a chair um, i will say that uh, fifa league was incredible like oh. I can't remember who who was it that put that together, but there was so many guys in the dorm that were a part of that. Was it David Simmer that did that? I'm sure, Anton put it on. Did Anton put that on? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was sweet. Like we only allowed, what was it like four and a half star teams and below? I think is what we allowed, or four star and below. Everybody had a rotation schedule. We kept track of like so many stats. Yeah. And yeah. Mark, I remember whenever your game would be going on, like most people were pretty chill about it. Like you would it was nerve wracking to play you. Cause I did not know if like, if, if I beat you too bad, I thought you might murder somebody. <laughs> like, you got so angry. <laughs> that's stupid. Game. <laughs> uh, that's right. That's what I'm saying. Those first few years, man, immaturity. It would have made for great television to watch Mark Mullenix play FIFA. Dude. If only dude, if only Twitch was around earlier, we could have, we could have really taken off. Oh man. I would be felt you <laughs> well just like just like missions it's never too late you know it could happen right. it could happen hop on mark i think the best part about fifa was like it is kind of a there is some janky mechanics to it i'll give you that but a lot of times and i i feel this too i get i get mad playing fifa but like you make the mistakes and yet mark you kind of treated it and if you can tell me if i'm wrong but you treat it like these are real people that were playing the game and you were just the manager am i right or what was that like oh yeah no i nothing was ever my fault when we were playing that game no it was all the players and i could do no wrong yeah they're playing like their pants are down like just stuff like that like you here's the deal there's so many things we can't say on the podcast we could say that but just for the respect of we're all in ministry and have children um mark yep. molinex 
is probably the most creative um, <laughs> cusser and insulter of all time. Mark, well, I, would, I would give you that. I would give you that title, Molinex. I would give you that. I, you know, now that I'm in my 30s, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and has his own kid. Right, let me read. Immature Mark was the most. Yeah. So, where does where does zombies rank on your list of favorite things you did in college? Oh man, that was that was fun when I could actually like run around and legit tackle people, like, act like a zombie. Yeah, we um, we actually we we did that. Um, Mitch Connolly came out and he's the uh, youth pastor here at uh, the Berean Church now, and um, he introduced zombies to the kids and. Um, I think we did an overnighter and did them when we were at uh, GBF. And so he asked me to do the, uh, like the alpha zombie thing. Oh gosh. Do the bear crawl and go <laughs> run at kids. Oh, so good. And I, dude, I hit 30 and I could, I could not do it. <laughs> oh, dude. Crawl for could like you imagine if we got all of us that. back together <laughs> in our thirties and we're like, let's play zombies again. I think we might all die. We might all just fall apart. Dude, like, My, my favorite memory, and you guys might remember this one from from Zombies, was I remember we would all start kind of in like that that central lobby area in one of the rooms, and everybody else would go hide. Like the two zombies would go and hide, and we had to find the zombies, right? And whoever survived the longest, without getting, I think we just said like you had to get incapacitated, like you couldn't move, right? Is yep. what we said, and like then you would become a zombie. So it was like it was just everything was fair game. Like people were flipping over desks and tables and chairs, like we were trying to barricading themselves. At, like we, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure they would cringe at that now, but Hey, you know, it's college. So I know favorite... I, to explain, to explain grace. When we went there, I tell people it was a summer camp. Oh, for sure. It, it for was sure. a summer camp. So we literally, summer camp. Yeah. Clark, I remember and Molinex, you may have been a part of this. We chased each other through the quad with airsoft guns on a school campus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. We would play bike tag. We would just steal people's bikes, ride them around right. campus, running into each other. Like, there was no rules. It was no. like it, it no. was like the yeah. it was a summer camp. It was so, a wild okay. west. It was wild just west. just so when we anyways, go on, Chris. Sorry. I just, so my favorite camp. memory, you guys about. may remember this. Nathan Porter was walking down the hallway one time, was walking away from the entrance, went into a room, and you just hear him scream and try to run away. And all of a sudden you see DJ Horsefall, who was one of the zombies. You guys remember how big he is, chasing yep. after Porter and crush him. And Porter just goes sliding across the entire hallway into the wall. Didn't he like get dragged back into the room? <laughs> Probably. Like, what the thing? Like, didn't like Donald come out, grab him and drag this him? This was the thing. We got one good year out of zombies, but that year was the best year of zombies ever. Because it was literally like, I remember walking out of there bleeding yep. from playing zombies. And we all thought it was just a great time. It was fantastic. Who split their hand open and had to go to the hospital and get stitches? Oh, that's right. That happened to someone. Someone had that happen. Yeah. I don't remember who that was. I don't know. I, honestly, when I think of injuries, I I jump right to the hangar fights. Oh man. And the hang the war of <laughs> the war of Enslow. And that happened. Um back in the day and didn't somebody didn't the school get called because somebody like you guys were doing axe bombs or something i don't even think i was Joshua there for that Sagala. one that's right that's right no Joshua Sagala got picked up by an individual named shad spooner and <laughs> slammed into a wall and had a legitimate concussion 
Um, and then he FaceTimed his parents or Skyped his parents. Remember that? Skyped his parents and they thought he was drunk. Oh, and he was, he was just concussed. Out of it. And they called the school and be like, I think my son's partying. And luckily our, our RD at the time understood and knew what we were doing. She was dope like that. And so we just explained like we were just hitting each other with hangers. And she told us to literally take it underground. Like she Dude, didn't literally stop. though, people would buy entire things of plastic hangers just for hanger wars. Mm-hmm. And it was like, there was no teams. You just literally beat the crap out of each other with hangers. That was just what you did. Yep. It was a good time. Again, so summer camp. Like I, I don't remember going to class ever. Um, it's just summer camp. <laughs> so, uh, Mark, for you in college, did you have like, um, well, I have two questions about your time in college. A, uh, now that you live back out on the West Coast, maybe it's not near you, but uh, checkers. Or in and out, like oh. what's what is it for you? Checkers, Dude, hands down, boy. checkers. That's a boy, that a boy. I think they're still the same price as when we were in college. Oh my gosh, you you'd go down there, get your get your chicken chicken sandwich and your delicious fries, and just chow down. Oh my gosh, it's like two oh. double cheeseburgers for like three bucks or something, like just oh game changers. And then half yeah. off apps. You remember that half off apps at Applebee's? Oh, yeah, that oh, was yeah. We ate down. so poorly in college. So like, poorly. We were I, collegiate athletes too. Can you? Can you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at Grace, we were collegiate athletes. So you know, D three and double CC double A A or whatever division we were in NCCAA still counts. <laughs> Dude, they're one percent. Like, they're like they're like hella good now though. Yeah, they're crushing like. NAI schools and like and Moody sucks. Yeah, that was weird. They beat Moody like 16 nothing. I was like, Nicole, we used to like if we lost to Moody one nothing, we celebrated that we were like that good. Yeah. And that was that was our that was our senior year or your guys' senior year. I had one more year left afterwards, but yeah. we lost to him like one nothing. And yep. we were like, dude, this is amazing. Yep. Yep. I remember um I remember being Ohio Christian at home. Mm-hmm. When we had them, Moody and all um, oh, that other North, the, Northland, Northland, yeah, Northland, Northland. Yeah. rip. And, they don't even yeah. exist anymore. Oh my gosh, I just, I just remember running out on that field. What was it three two? We beat Ohio mm-hmm. Christian, and that was yeah. like the highlight of that season for us. You had um, I got taken down like thirty yards out. I just hammered, and so we got a free kick, and Ryan Schneider put it in from like thirty Very out, like one. upper ninety, yeah. like one of like the sweetest goals I'd ever seen live. Um, yeah, I remember that. That was was that against Northland or was that Ohio Christian? That was Ohio Christian that we did that against. And it was either Ohio Christian or Andrews. I can't remember which. No, one. I had the I had the like 30, 35 yard free kick against Andrews. Yep, that okay. year you had that yeah. one. The Ohio Christian at home was schneider yeah i'm like 30 30 out that was okay yeah those games were wild and that was fun because again our mark and i's freshman year of soccer at grace um so mark you played as a sophomore so when i joined as a freshman i was asked to join because there's only like seven or eight guys on the team so i never played college soccer never played <laughs> soccer either but it was like hey we need people and even going into year two 
it was like we were still kind of like we got a couple recruits in who had played who were really talented but it was still very much like oh we could still use some guys to run out the squad so but by the time we were senior and you know chris you i think your year even after was incredible like it's kind of fun to see how good they are now and like yeah yeah i do kind of take a little bit of like not credit but just like man we i think we helped kind of write the program yeah for sure yeah. for sure so uh which is kind of just which is super cool to see coach dusty's pretty incredible dude so oh yeah that was, was fun so yeah um mark my other question was uh did you do any pranks in college oh here we go <laughs> that you can talk about yeah. yeah um i think yeah uh ricky and i did a few um that's all you need right, to say it got me. it got me oh that's right you guys nearly blew up ben takama was that no, you guys? I was not, no, I was not a part of that one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I will have nothing. Oh, to do. that was that was Mitch and Ricky. They did the Dude, pumpkin thing and nearly one. blew him up. Yeah, yes. that's right. Mark, did you? Were you the one that discovered? Um, you okay? Explain your. Tell your prank real quick. Uh, we so we did dry ice bombs. Um, oh, dry ice bombs. Okay. Yep, we did that out in the quad, and that freaked a bunch of people out. Um, yeah, bombs on campuses. Oh. Yeah, that yep doesn't yeah. doesn't fly. Doesn't bother summer kids. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my one of my favorite ones I did was um, Ricky and one of the other guys were doing the uh, poopkins. Oh and, uh, gosh, I remember those <laughs> the worst. Didn't you put one in one of the professor's offices or something like that? I I don't know what they did with that, <laughs> but I know that because of that one. Um, sure said told Ricky that any pumpkins that are smashed on campus, he has to clean up and he'll be held personally responsible for it. So I went and gathered every pumpkin I could find on campus, took them out with the quad, and I just smashed like 32 pumpkins out in the quad, just right in front of Ricky <laughs> and made him clean them all up. And that was, I mean, that was one of my favorite things I ever did. Yeah, you and you and Ricky had like a very love hate relationship all at the same time. It seemed like. Yeah, we almost um, we both almost got campus because um, he uh, and he was messing around with me. I was just I was in a bad mood, having a bad night already, and um, he put me in a headlock. I said, "Ricky, you know, leave it alone. I'm done. Ha ha, like a joke." And he wouldn't leave it alone, so I overreacted and. Um, grabbed his head in the wall a couple times and I guess it freaked a lot of people out and um sure said came and talked to us I mean Ricky and I were in the same apartment that year and um sure said came and told us if we didn't figure it out and get our stuff together um we'd be campused and just like in just a ton of trouble so and, you slammed yeah, his head uh, into a wall a bunch of times again summer camp yeah. yeah, in the response, I mean, I just, it's I just over, like, hey guys, figure it out. <laughs> exactly. Like, I couldn't believe it. Oh my god! I, I mean, any other school, you're, I mean, you're, you're suspended, you're expelled, but they probably at least split you guys up for the night. <laughs> you guys went to bed and like live life, and they're just like, hey man, yeah, you should figure that out. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I, I went and seen up in uh, Joan Porter's room that oh night. Gosh, it's incredible. Yeah, that was just oh. There's part of me that would love to be like a fly on the wall there now to know like what campus is actually like versus what it was like when we were there 10 years ago. Yeah. I I know from like my brother who just graduated from there, like it's not, it's not what it was. It's way more legit. (laughs) (laughs) There's rules and stuff. There's Yeah. Probably because we, we caused them to have to make rules. Everyone's like, Oh, like you had like the, golden era of like time it's like oh i just you guys don't understand like <laughs> we were the at the time we were the largest class that showed up Dude, like yeah. that, and like we yeah. our class literally doubled the size of the school yeah and yeah it was like they the school was not prepared to all of a sudden be double in size and every year add more and more yeah because your guys's so, class doubled it and then my class was even bigger than your class exactly. by like 10 more people and yep. so it was like they went from a school of 80 to like 200 in two years. And it was like, what do we do? Yeah. And, and so it just, I wouldn't say it was a wild, wild west. Like there was rules, but it was just kind of like, they, they very obviously didn't like the school just wasn't prepared for that. Like it's Mm -hmm. no one would be prepared for that kind of growth. Um, And so I don't think we had the golden era. We just had the time where like everything was in transition. And so like, we just understood like, Man, if we don't kill someone, if we don't like do something actually <laughs> illegal, like they also don't have the people, is. the staff to prevent us from doing what we're going to do yeah. anyways. And we're paying to be here. No yeah. one gets a scholarship, really. Like we're yeah. paying to be here. So they're not going to kick us. So let's shoot off bottle rockets in the hallway. Why the hell not? You know, let's just do it. Axe bomb everything we can. Like, let's just do what we can. So let's go. And you remember when they like when all the guys took X lax, were you were you? Oh, my gosh. Were you dummies a part of that? Yeah, but I didn't take X lax. I just peed in the showers. <laughs> no, I didn't either. <laughs> I remember I... Nate Johnson, the facilities manager, being so pissed. Well, they turned the water had... off in the toilet. Yeah. 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 So yep. they couldn't flush anything. Yep. Yep. And then uh, I think Tuttle, he found <laughs> he found a dead squirrel on the road so he picked it up with a shovel and put it in a trash can dude yeah we we had a possum one time it was me and joel schmuland and someone else we like rigged it to be in the girls lounge with a rope around it and pulled it off of the the railing that was right by and it landed just dead on the ground right in front of a group of girls that were going back to the girls dorm (laughs) it's like we literally had a biohazard that we tied to a rope and dropped in front of people. Like again, and everyone kind of like laughed. <laughs> silly boys. Yeah, yeah. Like, silly boys. Like, it was just like, oh college, boys being boys. It was like <laughs> cars ending up in the cafeteria, like all that crap, man. Yeah. Wow, it was it was wild, wild times. So Mark, yep. any other any other favorite college memories? <laughs> um I don't know. Probably well, there's, there's some, I mean, I, I look back now and I think about when um, when Ricky grabbed all my stuff out of my room and just like set up a a scavenger hunt for me across campus. <laughs> <laughs> Again, another bad day. Just 
being so mad. I walk out to the quad and there's this like halfway up a tree. <laughs> and I just, yeah. I look back now, like that was so great. Like that was a great prank Ricky pulled on me. But in the moment, I was just so mad about it. So good. Dude. So good. Sweet. Do you, uh, well, Mark, uh, do you still do uh, fantasy football, fantasy sports, all that kind of stuff? Since your time at the GC, yeah, I'm a. I just got into a, a fantasy league this year with some buddies from college. Um, that's been fun. I mean, obviously, I haven't been super up to date and <laughs> checking my my stats every day. Um, but it's get, just been fun to reconnect with with guys and have a a text conversation going on, throwing crap each other's way, and um, just kind of get back into um, watching football to, you know, see who's, who's doing well, who's not, um, who I need to bench, who I don't. I mean, I had to auto draft. So pretty much everyone just needs to be benched. <laughs> I'll be doing a lot better. Are you, uh, are you still a 49ers fan? Oh yeah. I, I mean, I'll be a 49ers fan until the day I die. Um, even with them trying to figure out <laughs> what to do to fix the team. Um, I think right now, um, Trey Lance getting hurt kind of lit a fire under Baraki going out and doing something half the time. And, um, I don't know. I think it's, it's exciting to see the 49ers from where they were a few years ago to where they're going and like doing half decent. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. I'm glad. Uh, Russell Wilson's not at the Seahawks anymore because I mean he was he was so good that offensive line would give him so much time mm-hmm. to you, make good passes. Um, do you miss Colin Kaepernick? No, not at all. No. Um, he was you know he was a great player when he came in after Alex Smith and led the night. To the whole year, I think they played the Ravens, the Battle of the Harbors. That was the um, that was know. the year the power went out halfway yeah. through the game and changed the yeah. changed the direction of it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That I think it was a three point game in favor of the Ravens that year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it came down to it. Yeah, it might have been a Justin a Tucker kick. field goal. Um, yeah, it was. I think it was. Yeah. Um, you know, I think. I think Kaepernick coming in that season, it was good. He didn't really have that chip on his shoulder. Um, I don't know. I felt like a couple of years later, he kind of had a, he got a big head. Like I took my team to the Super Bowl. I'm one of the best quarterbacks. And I think he kind of let that get in the way. Um, I think, I think he had the potential to be a really good quarterback. Um, Yeah. I just, it just kind of went to his head. Um, It'd be nice to have a veteran quarterback, you know. Um, I think they made a mistake letting Alex Smith go because he had he had some good seasons um, at Kansas City before Mahomes took over. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really miss Kaepernick there. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what he's doing if he's still trying to try out or <laughs> what he's doing. Yeah, I don't know if anybody would sign him, even if he was working out i think we've pretty much learned like nobody wants to sign him for whatever reason yeah which is weird even 
to like not have him as a backup because he's like I mean he's already proven that like he would be a really great backup somewhere you know I think watching his running game because he he got really good at being able to um to find holes run through them he had he had a really good ground game mm-hmm. so I think he I think he could have been you know a good a good running back or if he if he could catch the ball be a good wide receiver speed he's got talent um I think if he would have gotten out of the mindset of needing to be a quarterback he could probably still be in the NFL and be a you know a top player um just with that speed alone true very true you uh so you were in the GC for one season mm-hmm. um we kind of said earlier it was one of those like hey Mark would you play I think you came in and just kind of took over a team um in fact, I think you took over a team that was owned by Zach Boudry, who was one of our original eight members. He was stepping away. And so you kind of stepped in. Um, what were your initial thoughts when you kind of looked at the GC? Obviously, it's not a normal standard fantasy football league with the fact that we multiple offense positions and you draft defensive players. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have any recollection of just kind of your mindset of going into that 2016 season? I, I got really excited about it because um, it was really cool to be able to pick defensive players and not just rely on, you know, a set teams. Like if I would have picked the 49ers defense, I have to rely on the whole defense showing up and playing. Yeah. Whereas if I could hand pick my, def- you know, it just, I think it just added more to the excitement of, okay, like I can have, you know, this guy from the Cowboys, who's really good. This guy yeah. kind of pieced together my own defense. You could piece together your own offense. Um, so I really like the fact that you could really piece together a whole team of players you, you wanted and not just rely on, you know, I pieced together my offense, but you now hopefully the Ravens show up to play this weekend. Yeah. Um, so, and, but it, it was also a little, um, kind of nerve-wracking because now I have twice as many players <laughs> to bring in yeah, sure. and to think about, you know, getting them on my roster and then um, but it, it was fun. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and then I had the idea of a dynasty and keeping players cutting players, you know, not just coming back the next season and starting fresh. Yeah. 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 It was fun looking back. I mean, you finished 3-10 and 10, but your best players at the time were Carlos Hyde, who was the San Francisco running back. Um, you had CJ Anderson, who was running back for Denver. It's kind of like a throwback name. It was like, oh, yeah, he was good for a minute, kind of out of nowhere. Um, but it was like kind of looking at your team and roster. Like, what was – did you – what was, like, the hardest part about – you kind of mentioned having so many players. Like, what did you feel like you really, like – excel that and what did you feel like you really struggled with when it came to being in the gc i think um it was just keeping on top of so many players um you know sometimes i i go in and feel a little overwhelmed that i had to you know make sure that you know i had every spot filled and then i didn't have you know three guys on a bye week and um or i guess eight guys you know however many people you had on the roster so just um keeping up with everyone um and then just keeping my eyes on multiple games you know keeping up on the stats overall the whole week and seeing who's playing well who's not playing well you know do I need to 
um, make major roster changes. Um, I think there's just a lot to kind of being being new in a in a league that it was a little overwhelming at first. That makes sense. It's interesting because when you look back, so again, one of the cool things about the ESPN is that you can look look back at teams. You didn't have like a bad team. I think we, I think it's really easy for us to kind of like laugh and kind of be like, oh, Mark's team must have been so bad. But it's like you had Jameis Winston and Blake Bortles and Jake and uh, Jared Goff. You had three mm-hmm. solid fantasy quarterbacks. I won a championship with Blake Bortles. I mean, dude's a G. Um, Recently retired. Recently retired. I mean, you had Sterling Shepard, Jason Jackson. You had Allen Robinson when he was good, when he played for yep. Jacksonville. Uh, tight ends, you ran with Vance McDonald, but you had um, you had Jordan Cameron and Julius Thomas, who at one mm-hmm. point were top 10 tight ends. Like, So it's interesting to think of like why you went 3-10 and 10 and not like were better. What do you – what would you like equate to that? Was that probably trying to stay on top of it? Cause I'm even trying to think back of like, do you just have like missed roster things? Like, what do you think that was? Yeah, I would say I don't only had things. Um, you know, there, were, there were weeks where I just, I would blank on, okay, I need to go in and, you know, make some changes. Cause you know, guys, three, five, six are off this week. And yeah. I wouldn't get the, you know, I forget, you know, my quarterback has the week off and I need to get one of the other two guys in. Sure. And so I think just missed opportunities on my part. I realized, oh my gosh, it's 5.30 on Thursday night and I need to make some roster changes. Yeah. Great, half my team's playing. Um, so yeah, it was just a, just a screw up on my part. And I think, you know, there were there were times where it's like I you know I've got this game in the bag and just oh yeah uh oh. you know golf's not playing this week great there's a hundred points I'm not gonna see that uh <laughs> Brodel put up you know so yeah no I would I would agree with that I think that's I mean because even like so obviously one of the things Mark that I think people will remember is you ended up trading me like Aaron Donald and some of those guys, but you didn't do that till the off season. So it wasn't like this year you played, you had Aaron Donald the whole season you played and then the off season you traded, but then you left. <laughs> and so it was like, you kind of like semi, we left. like you semi like dismantled the team a little bit and then you left. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's, it's been, it was just kind of fun to look back and, and do that. Do you think, I'll just throw this out there. Do you think if it ever came back around, you'd rejoin the GC? Or are you kind of in that mindset of like, Hey, that ship has sailed. It was fun. Maybe too much. I don't know. Like what's, what's your mind with that? I mean, I don't know. Like right now it'd be kind of hard to take on another, another team like that. Um, I think just where life's at kind of busy, kind of crazy. Um, I mean, I'd like to say like in the next few years, it'd be really fun to join back up and, you know, get into another dynasty. I think I'd have a lot of fun with that. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's cool. But no, that's fun. It's fun to like look back and, 
they're like, man, Mullinex, it, it's it's weird because I think we talk it up like that you weren't this like fantasy dude who played, but it's like you you did. You had a good team, but there was also some really good teams that year that you that we yeah. played. And so yep. I think if anything, you deserve a little more credit for your fantasy knowledge, even if Joe Williams and some others won't won't agree. I'll give you the kudos that right. you did you did the job. I appreciate that. And some of those people that would give you flack may also not be the best fantasy owners ever either. So, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. True. We all make mistakes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, last question for you. It's 49ers related. Okay. It's, it's start, bench, cut. Ooh. Of 49ers quarterbacks throughout the years so who would you start who would you bench okay. and who would you cut joe montana steve young jeff garcia oh my gosh um uh i'm gonna i'm gonna start montana i mean he would he was the man one of the best quarterbacks to go through san francisco um so he's he's gonna start um Young is going to sit behind him because Young was an amazing player. I mean, he did so much. Um, Garcia, I don't really know who that is, so I'm just going to cut him. What? The Canadian football legend? You don't know Jeff Garcia? Jeffrey Garcia. Okay. That that one might have been a little easy just because I think I would have done the exact same thing. Jeff Garcia was legit, though, man. He was was there when Keo was there. When Terrell Owens was around, that's who his quarterback was. Okay, Mark. Start bench cut, still quarterbacks, but we're gonna go Colin Kaepernick. So <laughs> Super Bowl year, Kaepernick, Jimmy G, and Alex Smith. Alex Smith, there you go. That's that's a better one, I think. That's a better one. Yeah. So start cut bench, yeah. Kaepernick, Smith, Garoppolo. Are we are we gonna put that in like their they're in their prime? Yes. Like yeah. talk, okay. Yep. So then I, man, in their prime. I'm going to go um, – Smith is going to start. Kaepernick's going to be benched, and Garoppolo's gone. I mean, I think in his prime, Kaepernick was still better than Garoppolo. I will honestly say that. Okay. I'm curious about this one. Um, I think I know who will start, but let's do wide receivers. So, Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens, and Debo Samuel. Who are you starting? Who are you benching? Who are you cutting? Man, Rice is starting. He was, again – fantastic especially you know back in the glory days he was for sure man i'm more curious Um, about who you're gonna bench and who you're gonna cut (laughs) those 98 to 2006 years of terrell owens man you can't beat him no um but debo samuel is also super spicy i know I think I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna I'm gonna bench Terrell and cut the other guy. I mean, that's a tough call, but that's what I'm doing. Respect that. I respect that. Who's the best running back ever for the 49ers? Hmm. 
Was it oh, was it Frank uh, the Tank? You know, yeah, Frank I, and you know, I gotta watch him in his last season at San Francisco. I gotta watch him uh, play the Seahawks in Seattle, and we That's we dope. sat in the end zone, and it was so much fun watching him find those open holes. He was insane in his prime, man. Like oh, he just trucked gosh. people. And he, I mean, he could carry a guy with him. You know, he didn't have the personality of- that like put him as like a Marshawn Lynch or some of those other guys who would just like beast mode people. But he was mm-hmm. insane. Yeah, he was. It was fun watching him. In yeah, I still. I've got his jersey. That's sweet. It's fantastic. It was a good 49ers back, Garrison Hurst. A little bit of a throwback, but Garrison Hurst back in the day was a decent mm-hmm. uh, 49ers. Mm-hmm. Chris, um, the start bench cut Garoppolo, Kaepernick, Smith. Oh gosh. <clears throat> In their primes. That's Are we talking 49ers prime Alex Smith or are we talking any year Alex Smith? 49ers. That's okay. who they played. We're talking about when he played for the 49ers. I think I might do Alex start Jimmy G bench. And then cut Kaepernick. Yeah. I think that's what I would do. I think I would start Jimmy G. I think of I would bench would. Kaepernick. Of course you would. And I would I would cut Smith, I think. You don't want the you don't want the check down thrower as your starter? Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh Mark, last question. This might be the most important question we ask. Uh greatest hockey player of all time. Oh uh, man. Wayne Gretzky or Mario Lemieux? <laughs> I'm going Wayne Gretzky. As you should. As you stinking okay. should. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. You there's, an individual, there's an individual in our league who claims uh, Super Mario is to be the best of all time. Not true. And that Gretzky is incredibly is that, uh, overrated. So. Nope. We're not even going like, to say his name. Not even going to say his name. Can't, can't give like, him the honor of having his name said. Sounds like something Cody Palmer would say. It, it's very Cody Palmer of him. Uh, yeah. No, it's a Saxonburg native. So he uh, he claims. I don't even know if that's a real city he's from, but. I don't know what claims. to believe about him anymore. He might not even be from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Or from Pennsylvania. He might not be. Might just all be a lie. Yeah. He's so, claim that. So. <laughs> cool. I feel like, Clark, I feel like that has to be our ending question for every guest from oh, now it's on. going to be. It's going to be 100%. <laughs> Love it. 100%. As it should be. Yeah. So Mario Lemieux cool. is the Walmart version of Wayne Gretzky. Let's be real. Here it is. That's accurate. <laughs> and that takes nothing away. It, it is totally funny if you shop, if you shop at Walmart. And for sure. Do for sure. Thing. But it's, it's like you're not, getting Yeezy foam runners for real, or you're getting the Walmart version Yeezy Walmart. foam runners. You're getting Yeezy. Foam. Yeah, yeah, you're getting, exactly. you're getting Yeezy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. For sure. For sure. Cool. Oh man! Um, well, Mark, thanks for thanks for being on with us, man. I think uh, I think everybody's gonna enjoy this and get to know you a little bit. And uh, thanks for being a part of the league for the year that you were. It was it was it was good. It was fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, and uh, had fun talking to you guys. Up. Yeah. Well, Sweet. Clark, I, I think that does it for this episode. 
Yeah. Um, thanks everyone for coming out to listen to the Gentlemen's Club podcast, the place where we come to talk about the best fantasy dynasty IDP keeper football league that has ever existed on the face of the planet. We will be back uh, in a few weeks with more. Um, Clark has a whole list of guests that we're going to be reaching out to to get on for this season, but we really hope that you're enjoying what we're doing. It's been it's been fun for us just to laugh and get to know you all uh, a little bit more, and we look forward to many more episodes and conversations in the future. So, Clark, any last words? Uh, I'm hoping Joe Williams gets a win soon. If Pablo could get a win, Joe can get a win. Get a win. <laughs> there we go. All right, let's end with that. See you later. Later. <laughs>